Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello there. And I guess I should say Happy New Year. This podcast is dropping around January 10th, and it's the beginning of a new year, and I wonder how the holiday season went for you. I hope Santa brought you some nice things. I hope that whatever you did with your holidays in terms of travel, or if you were traveling, I hope it wasn't with Southwest Airlines. (laughs) But whatever you did with your family or friends or your children, I, I just I just hope it was a wonderful time for you. And now it's the beginning of a new year. And this is the first new podcast because last week's podcast, even though it was the first one technically of the new year, it was a rerun. Right? Last week's podcast was all about a conscious approach to weight loss and actually to any type of life change. And I reran a podcast that I recorded the year before because I just thought it was really good. I, I really I listened to the podcast myself and I thought, I can't do better than that. Um, I felt it was really clear and powerful and gave great wisdom on how to deal with life change and weight loss and resolutions and that kind of thing. So that was last week, but it was a rerun. So today is really the first new episode of the year. But before I get to that, um, let's do some coming attractions, shall we? Let's do like a movie trailer. Before the, the actual real movie starts, let's show you what's coming, all right? Because I've got a couple of interesting things planned, and I sort of want to wet your whistle on it a little bit. So next week, on January 17th, I'm going to begin a three-part series that is called Movies with a Message. Now, you might not know this about me, but I'm kind of a movie, movie buff. I love movies. I watch a ton of movies. One of my wife and I's little habits as a couple, the things that we enjoy doing is after we do whatever we do during the day, we, we have dinner, we might, we watch a movie. We we do it probably four or five times a week where we watch a movie together uh, in the evening. And so I love movies and sometimes movies really have a conscious message in them. And so I've arranged at least nine movies that you might have seen. They're all going to be relatively popular movies. Um, They're not necessarily new. They may have been around for a long time. But they're movies that really illustrate a principle of conscious relationships. And so I'm going to use the movies as kind of an example, uh, a real concrete example of a key principle that we want to align our lives with if we want to attract and create healthy, sustainable relationships. 
And so I'm going to do a three-part series, and each part will have three movies that I discuss. And I'm sort of hoping that even if you've seen the movie, and you probably have seen all of them I'm going to refer to, unless you're just not a movie person. But even if you've seen them, after I point out the parts of the movie that I think are really have a real message, I'm hoping you'll go back and watch the movie with new eyes. Because I think these movies are going to say something that can really make a difference in your life. Okay, So we're going to spend three weeks and touch on nine different movies that I think have something really conscious to say to us. So I would say that that three-part series is going to be a little on the lighter side, right? We're talking about a movie and, you know, um, like I can even give you a little hint um, about what the movies are going to be. Like um, I'll give you a a couple um, because you might be interested. Um, At some point, I'm not sure of the order of these yet, but we're going to touch on the movie Braveheart. We're going to touch on Forrest Gump. We're going to touch on The Holiday, Runaway Bride, Jerry Maguire, of course. That's the You Complete Me movie, but I'm not going to talk about the You Complete Me part of the movie. There's another part of that movie that has an incredible message. We're going to talk about Pleasantville. And then I'm going to probably do three of Jim Carrey's movies. Jim Carrey uh, is a person who, as far as I know, is really on a consciousness path. He's really, you know, wanting to, to align his life with conscious living. And he has chosen to make movies that have some real conscious messages in them. They're comedies, right? But they really are saying something. Movies like Liar, Liar, Okay, movies like Yes Man. Okay, I might, I haven't decided yet. I might touch on The Truman Show or Bruce Almighty or The Mask or maybe The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I, I haven't decided, but okay, so that gives you a little feel of where we might be going in, in the future there. So, movies with a message. I think it's going to be light, but some powerful messages. But then I'm going to go into the deeper end of the pool. I'm going to do a five-part series. It's going to begin on um, Valentine's Day. It's going to drop on Valentine's Day, February 14th, of course. And the series is going to be called Dark Matters, Working with Our Most Difficult Emotions. Okay? I'm going to do a series on some of the the darkest, most difficult emotions that we human beings experience. We all experience them to one degree or another, but they are the most difficult to deal with. They are the heaviest to carry, the most challenging to experience. So I'm calling them dark matters, working with our most difficult emotions. So we're going to talk about loneliness, anxiety, insecurity, Resentment, which is, I think, kind of the deeper version of anger, right? When anger 
stays around for a while, it sort of morphs into or metastasizes into resentment, kind of a deeply held type of anger that kind of goes on and lasts, okay? And then lastly, we're going to talk about depression, okay? These are the five emotions that I feel are, they're not the only ones that are deep and dark and difficult, but they're the ones I think that are on them that are most common and that most of us need help dealing with. Does that make sense? So that's what's coming. Three weeks on movies with a message and then five weeks on dark matters and in between there, right around Groundhog Day, <laughs> okay, even though Groundhog Day, I think, is um, it's like a Thursday or a Friday, so my podcasts drop on, on Mondays. Um, on Monday, February 7th, I'm going to do a podcast um, that is going to be called Did You See Your Shadow? What We Can Learn from Puxatoni Phil. You know, the freaking groundhog up there in Pennsylvania somewhere. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about the shadow, our shadows, right? That's a psychological term for a part of the personality and so forth. So we're going to use the Groundhog Day and uh, the groundhog, whether he comes out and sees his shadow or not, and there's six more weeks of winter or whatever, we're going to use that playful uh, thing to talk about a really important thing in our lives, which is do we see our shadow or don't we? Because that can make the biggest difference in our love lives. And so there you go. That's the coming attractions for for what's happening. I hope you look forward to those. I hope you don't miss any of them. Um, I hope you are sharing this podcast with people if you like it, right? I mean, that would be such... You want to give Roy a Christmas gift? Just leave a rating and a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, right? Do that. I mean, a five-star review would be really wonderful. Um, and then share the podcasts, share episodes on your social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Well, I mean, whatever you use, help. If you feel like this is this podcast is saying some things that are are worth people listening to, then don't keep it to yourself. Right? I mean, share it. And that would be a, a wonderful late Christmas present that you could give me. All right. Now, having given you some previews, let's dive into today's topic. One of the things I imagine that people are considering is doing online dating. So I would imagine everybody listening to the sound of my voice is either doing online dating or maybe considering it. Now, there, there is a portion of our society that is not doing online dating and they hate it. And I would say 90% of people that are not doing online dating are doing it because they can't stand it. Because they've just lost their mind. In other words, they, they did do online dating at one point and they want no part of it. They're like, I don't care if I stay single the rest of my life. I'm not doing that because it's a horrible experience. It's, you know, filled with liars and losers and lunatics. Okay. So even if you are online dating, I really have never spoken to a person that says, 
I love online dating. I mean, it's great. Maybe I haven't met my life partner yet, but I'm having a ball. I'm enjoying the process. I'm meeting interesting people, right? I don't hear anybody that wants to make a commercial for (laughs) Match.com, okay? I mean, we see a lot of those commercials, but those are paid actors, (laughs) (laughs) you got to pay someone to tell people how wonderful it is to do online dating. Okay, now I may be exaggerating. There may be some people that like online dating and or don't mind it. But I think there's a huge percentage of us that do it because we feel like, well, shit, how else am I going to meet someone in today's day and age? I don't really like it. You know, there's going to be some weird things that happen, but I'm going to do it. So either we tolerate it, you know, or we we out and out despise it, but we're still going to do it because it's the only way we know how to meet someone. But the people that aren't doing it, I really do think a big percentage of them were doing it at one time and they've just gotten so disgusted that they've written it off. Now, that's completely understandable. <laughs> and nobody has to do online dating. I, I, I tell my clients all the time, you don't have to do online dating to, to meet your life partner. I mean, how has the life, the world evolved since before the internet? Okay. So you don't need it. But if you do want to do it, there are some things to keep in mind so that you have a positive experience. Okay. So that's my purpose today. The way I'm framing this is that I want to give you some pointers on how to find your mate without losing your mind in the process, okay? That's the subtitle of today's podcast, Online Dating, How to Find Your Mate Without Losing Your Mind. Because again, that, right, you're probably laughing at how true that is. And if if you have had so many bad experiences and it makes you not do any more online dating, you know, it's not that you can't find anyone, but you might miss the opportunity to meet someone that you might not meet in any other way, right? I mean, because online dating does work. I mean, people do meet each other and they do fall in love and they do get married and raise families. And you, you ask somebody nowadays, I'll bet you 30 to 50% of the time and you ask someone, Somebody in the last 10 years that have met someone, how'd you meet? I'll bet you get a big percentage of saying, we met online. Okay? So it does work. But if you've had a bad experience to the point where you just refuse to do it anymore, you might be cutting off your nose to spite your face. Okay? Again, that's not an encouragement that you should be doing online dating. But I'm saying, what I want to say today is, here are some pointers on how to make it a positive experience. Because if it's a positive experience, if you are somewhat enjoying what's happening, then, well, you're going to stay online and then potentially meet someone that you might not have ever met in any other way. Because this is something that I want to stress to you. I want you really to really feel this now, okay? 
your your attitude, right? Your aura, your energy about dating itself, like how you feel about dating, about the process of meeting people and then, you know, the whole nine yards, the way you feel about it makes a huge impact on how your love life goes. Because I'm here to tell you that if you've got a real negative attitude towards dating and online dating, and it's like, ah, it sucks, and there's these losers out there, and it's like, if you've got some dark energy around dating, it's going to bleed off on you when you're meeting people. Because like you don't want to do online dating. I hate online dating. I got a date Friday night with this guy. Probably going to be another loser. Probably not going to be anything like his profile says. Right? So you get this negativity that you can get from online dating because a lot of weird shit happens. Okay? I I do not have my head in the sand. I mean, the main thing I tell people about online dating is if you're going to do it, you better have a sense of humor. Because, you know, you're going to have some weird experiences and it's going to be strange. You better be ready for it. It's the nature of the beast, right? But if you end up with a lot of negativity about it, then you're going to show up on dates and you're going to be carrying that energy and and you're not going to be your most attractive self, right? When you're Debbie Downer, you're just not attractive, (laughs) right? When you're carrying the, the angst and the yuck and the, the assumptions and expectations that this is going to be another horrible experience, it, it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. So managing your feelings about dating itself is maybe the most important thing that people don't talk about. Right? We all talk about the mechanics and things you should do and not do and the principles of c- communication. And, and we, we all talk about that stuff, but I don't think people talk enough about managing how you feel about being single and dating and using this online tool. The more that you are enjoying it, the more that you have a positive feeling toward it, the more it's going to affect your attitude and your demeanor and your countenance and your energy. And, you know, if you're excited about online dating and meeting someone, that's going to show itself when you meet them. Okay? So that's why I want to focus today. I don't want to go into, you know, nitty gritty details on all the little things you should do for online dating. I've actually done that before. Go to, go to the show page of all my podcasts, and I think in the first 10 podcasts, I did a podcast called Straight Talk on Internet Dating. It was everything you need to know about how to do internet dating, but we're afraid to ask, okay? So um, I've already covered you know, the minutia and the details. Today, I want to focus, I'm going to say five things that you need to do yourself and focus on that will help you have a positive experience so that you might be able to find your life partner without losing your mind in the process. Okay? So let's just jump right in. And all five of these are going to be sort of like my 
what do you call it? My hobby horse or my pet peeve or I don't know. But I'm going to rant on all of these. Okay. And my guess is many of you are going to be ranting right along with me. Right. Some of them, they may challenge you like you need to look at this area yourself. Um, But some of them, you might just resonate with me and it just might give you an opportunity to recommit yourself to to some through these five principles that will keep you from losing your mind. And the first one is how do I want to say it? Can we stop with the ghosting garbage? Jesus, can we stop it? Am I right? Can we stop with the disappearing act that people do to each other online? Right? You meet someone and online and you're you're sending messages. Maybe you've gone to the, the stage of giving your phone number and you're texting. And then all of a sudden, poof, like fucking Casper the Friendly Ghost, you're gone. Where'd they go? I haven't heard from them. I don't know what's happening. And you leave a person just sort of wondering and confused and probably angry and frustrated and... Losing their mind. It's like, I, I thought we were having a decent conversation, and then you disappeared. I know that's happened to you. And I'm pretty sure you've done it to someone yourself. Haven't you? Haven't you left an open loop? Haven't you? Weren't, didn't you maybe go on a, a date? with someone and it wasn't that good and then you just ignored their text messages to get together again because you didn't know how to tell them that you weren't interested and you didn't want to kind of hurt their feelings or you didn't want to deal with whatever response they had so you've just you just ignored them and disappeared or blocked their phone number or whatever right so can we stop with the ghosting and be adults Everybody knows when you go online that not everybody's going to be into you. And we all know that even if you are into someone from their profile and from their pictures and from an initial conversation, that once you see them in person, it might not work. If you don't know that's going to happen, then I don't know what to tell you. It, rejection is a part of the game. But it's not even rejection. That word sounds so powerful. It's just natural to be interested in some people and to be not interested in some people. It's not rejection. It's not personal. It's like, oh, I just don't think we're a fit. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with them. It just means, you know, it'd be like going into a shoe store. I have size 12 feet. I go in a shoe store and I try on a size 8. And I stick my foot in it. And the shoe's great looking, right? It's a, it's a, maybe it's a, a Jordan, you know, a Jordan tennis shoe, something. You know. So it's just like, it's a great, great shoe. Love it. Looks fantastic. It's a size, put my foot in it. Doesn't fit. Do I blame the shoe? Is, like, is there something wrong with the shoe? <laughs> is there something wrong with me? No. The shoe doesn't fit. It's not, I'm not rejecting the shoe. 
The shoe shouldn't take it personal. Oh, I'm stuck in this box and nobody wants to take me home and put me in their closet and wear me out and show me off like no one loves me. No, that's not it. It's just there wasn't a fit. <laughs> okay. But can we can we honor each other enough to to tell each other when we notice it's not a fit? At anywhere in the process, even if somebody sent you a message online and they want to hook up or they want to connect or get to know you and you mean to tell me you don't have 30 seconds to write back and said, you know, I appreciate your interest. I've looked at your profile and and I don't think that we're a good fit. Send. Couldn't you even prepare that? as a template and just cut and paste it if you get 30 or 40 emails a day? Sure you could. You could honor the person that's taken the time to reach out to you to give them an answer. They deserve it. If you're online, you're going to get contacts and you're going to contact others. Can't we make an agreement that we'll honor each other that if you've taken the time to say something to me, I'm going to say something back. What if you're in a grocery store and somebody walks up to you? <laughs> somebody walks up to you and says, Hi, um, I noticed you. My name is Roy. I wanted to come over and introduce myself. Okay, And so I do that to you. And you just look at me. And you don't say anything. You don't make a face. You give no indication that I even exist. You just turn around and walk away. Really? Really? You, I'm a human being and you're a human being. You can't say, oh, I appreciate so-and-so. I'm married or I'm in a relationship or um, I don't think we'd be a good fit, but I hope you find what you're looking for. Really? You can't say anything to me? You're just going to walk away as if I was not even there, right? Who would do that? Nobody would do that. You'd at least make a face. You'd at least give them some indication that you are not interested or you'd give them indication that you are interested. Whether it's a body language, facial gesture, or something you outright say. But see, it's like we get online and all of a sudden we feel like it's okay not to be a normal human. Because in person, we would never do that. We would never just ignore someone. You'd always give them something. But yet we get online, it's like, oh, no, well, I'll just ignore that. So I just want to say, can we get over the ghosting thing? If you've made contact, if you're interacting, you know how it is online. You know this, don't you? That whenever you meet someone there's a online, there's a chance that they're talking to four, five, maybe ten other people at the same time. That's how it is for you, right? You might get a message from someone. But there's a couple, two, three, four, five men or women that you have something happening with them online. It's at some stage of development. So it's quite normal to meet someone online, but you've been talking to this other person and then you decide, you know, I want to give this other person my full time and attention. That happens, right? That's normal. Can you be respectful enough to circle back to the other person and say, I've met someone else online that I want to give my attention to. 
Um, I appreciated our conversation and I wish you all the best. Can't you do that? Do we have to be so afraid of hurting people's feelings or so do we have to give into our awkwardness about it's hard to say those things to people? I know it's hard, but I think if you're going to do online dating, you got to have the guts to say, if I'm going to do it, I'm not ghosting anyone. Now you can't control what anybody else does, but you can sure as hell commit to yourself that I'm going to do the golden rule. I'm going to do unto others as I would have them do unto me. Because I've never met a person doing online dating that prefers to just be ghosted and be left hanging. Like, where did you go? I thought we were connecting. I thought you were interested. We had a first date. You said we're going to do another first date. And then you disappear. I've never had a person say they would rather just be left in the dark than have a person send a text message and say, you know, I don't really feel a connection and I just wish you all the best. Almost everyone I've talked to would like to know that. So it, it, it might hurt. They might be disappointed, but at least are, they're not left confused and like, what's going on? I think most people would prefer to know, like not knowing and being confused is like more painful than if you say, you know, no, I, I, I've met someone else. I'm going to give this a, I'm going to give this the space to see where it goes. Again, they might be disappointed and, and, and maybe maybe feel some hurt feelings, but I think it's way better than someone just disappearing and what the hell was that about? Okay? So that's number one. Can we stop with the ghosting business? Number two, can we stop with the misrepresenting ourselves in our profiles? Can we stop lying, in other words, Misrepresentation is a nice word for just lying. <laughs> Can we stop lying about our age? Really? What, when you lie about your age, what is that? What are you saying about yourself? What are you saying about yourself? You're saying like, I don't believe in myself and who I am. I don't believe I would be desirable to anyone. My phone is blowing up right now. I'm not going to edit that out. My son is texting me, so you might be hearing some dings. Hopefully, he's done blowing my phone up. (laughs) But, you know, this, when you lie about your age, now I know there's a reason for it, and I'll get to that in a minute, but when you lie about your age, aren't you basically saying you won't love me for who I am? Aren't you kind of showing a kind of insecurity about yourself? It's like, you know, I'm 62. Damn it, I'm a hell of a man. And if you don't want to be with me because I'm 62, that's that's your loss. But I'm not going to say I'm 52 to get you to go out with me and then you'll like me and maybe when you find out one day that I lied to you about that, that you won't have an issue with my integrity, which you should because I've misled you in this relationship. Oh, maybe they'll get over it once they get to know me. No, they got to know you, that you're a liar, that you misrepresent yourself to get what you want, right? So if you've got a decent self-esteem, you're like, hey, this is my age. This is what I look like too, right? My pictures are not years old. They're not from, you know, way back. (laughs) 
right? They're recent pictures. Of course, they are the best pictures you can find of yourself, right? I'm not going to say, you know, put the worst picture of you on, on your profile. No, you're going to put the pictures that you feel are really good pictures of you, but they should be recent so that someone knows kind of what you actually look like. You know, what, what you look like now in terms of your body shape and your face, not what you looked like 10 years ago or five years ago. Okay. So can we stop misrepresent? This is why people lose their minds. I mean, I haven't done online dating for what? I don't, I'm married 15 years, 17, 18 years now. But I met a bunch of women where when we met face to face, I basically said to one person, I said right to their face, well, who are you? Because you are not the person that I met online. They were like 50 pounds heavier and at least 10 10 years older. Okay. So I just walked away. So can we stop with this? Now, I know one reason why people misrepresent their age, because depending on the, the platform, if you want to meet somebody in their 40s and, you, and you're in your 50s, then they, you might not show up in their search window, right? Because they might have, I want to, they might be telling Match.com or eHarmony or whatever that I want to meet people in their 40s or in their 50s or whatever it might be. And you're like, well, I'm 56, but I'm very healthy. I'm very fit. I'm very active. I actually want a woman who's, or a man who's in their 40s, but they'll never meet me if I say I'm 56 because the platform is, the algorithm is going to not allow me to show up in their feed or in their scroll. They won't ever see me because I'm not in their age range. So I want to lie about my age so that I can meet the kind of person that I want to be with. Okay. Now I understand that. I, re- I really do. I, I, I do understand that. And, and here's the allowance I will make for you. First of all, you should be looking at why you want someone significantly younger than you. That is an ego thing. Okay. It just is. Just, I'm here to tell you the truth. It's just an ego thing. Secondly, if you're going to do that, the very first line in your profile should say, hi, I'm actually not 56. You know, I'm actually 66. But I'm a healthy, fit, active person, and I want to be with a partner who's in their 50s. And so I lied in the, in the window where it says what your age is so that I would have a chance to meet someone like you. You just come out right away. So if they like your pictures and you show up in, you know, in their search or whatever it is, however it works, they know right away you're being straight up. You're being honest. I, I put the wrong number in there because... I want to meet younger people or whatever it might be, okay? But there is no wiggle room with pictures. If your picture's not within six months, you need to put new pictures up. You you know, you just need to be current with your pictures. So point number one is can we stop with the ghosting business? And two, can we stop with the misrepresenting ourselves? This is what makes people lose their minds doing that. Third, can we stop with these vague, unclear profiles in terms of how it does or doesn't describe what you're interested in? 
So can we stop with unclear intentions? Can we start putting profiles there where we clearly say what we want? I am on this profile to hook up and get laid, and that's what I'm interested in. If you want to have a good time, I'm great in the sack. We're going to have a blast. Boom. Right there. I know what you're about. I know what you want. If I'm interested, we're compatible. Let's connect. If you are not looking for a serious relationship, you're just casually dating and wanting to enjoy meeting new people and and just, yeah, you just have no interest in settling down. You don't want to move in with someone eventually. You don't want to make a commitment. You don't want to get married. You don't want a family. You're just in a phase of life. You're just in a phase because it might not be that way forever. But right now, I'm just into casual dating. That's where I am right now. And so you can put that right in the damn profile. Listen, if you're looking to settle down and, and really meet someone special and find a life partner, that's not me right now. I'm not available for that. I am commitment unavailable. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not there. Great. Then if I'm in the same place, like right now, I'm just got out of a relationship or I just started a new career. I have no interest in trying to find my life partner and make something deep and committed. And no, no, I just, I just would love to meet some people and have a good time and, you know, go on dates and Hey, we're compatible. Beautiful. Right. Because there are millions of people. Don't give me the scarcity thing. Uh, I just want to hook up. But, you know, you know, there's no women out there that would just want to hook up because they all want to get married. No, they don't. There are women who want to just hook up. You know, I, I can't say that I just want to do casual dating because I'll never, if I just say that, then, you know, everybody else wants to get married. So they're never going to give me the time of day. No, there's a lot of people that just want to do casual dating. And again, I'm not saying that you want to just hook up for the rest of your life. All I'm talking about is your profile is current. It's online right now. So what what are your right now intentions? Right now, I'm just into hooking up. I don't know what I'll be interested in next year. If it changes, I'll change my damn profile. <laughs> right now, I'm just interested in casual dating. Maybe someday I'll find myself really interested in kind of settling down and moving in that direction. And when I do, I'm going to rewrite my profile. But if you are interested in that long-term, committed, monogamous, exclusive relationship, if you do want children, if you don't want children, say it in your damn profile. Say it clear. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Now, does that mean that everyone's going to read your profile and pay attention to it? Nope. That's the nature of the beast. You can put in your profile that you're looking for a long-term committed relationship and someone's going to send you a message and you're going to find out that they just want to hook up. They're just looking for sex. They're just looking for a good time. Like, did you not read my profile? And the answer is, nope, probably didn't. Probably just saw a picture and that's all it took. That's what happens online. 
Okay. You got to have a sense of humor. That's going to happen. Or they read it. They didn't believe you. Or they read it and they, even though you want this long-term thing, they just think you're hot and they're going to try to mislead you. That happens too. You're, you're, you're going to meet people who are liars online. You're going to meet losers and you're going to meet lunatics. If you're not okay with that, you should not do online dating. It's just going to happen. It's not personal. It happens to everyone. Perhaps you've been a liar. Perhaps you've been a loser. Perhaps you've been a lunatic. <laughs> I know I was. I've, I've, I've done all kinds of crazy things online back in the day. Okay? So, in fact, you know, a lot of what I'm saying is either things I've heard people do from my clients or just my experience of being a human, knowing what's going on in the world, or things I've done. I did some shitty things when I was single. I did. I did. If I, if I could go back and change it, I would, but I can't. It's there. What I can do is tell you those are shitty things that hurt people. And it can really leave a sour taste in their mouth and it can leave a mark on their soul. And it's just not the way to treat human beings. So here I am saying what I'm saying. But let's get clear about what we're online for. What are, what's our outcome? And say it. And if you read it online, believe it. If a person says they're just casual dating, you say, oh, no, I'm going to, you know, we're going to fall in love and I'm going to change their mind. (laughs) If they say they don't want children, oh, well, you know, I mean, once we kind of get into a relationship and we're in love and stuff, oh, oh, I'm I'm sure they're going to want children. Or I'm sure they're going to be totally okay with raising my children because I'm a single parent. And even though they say in their profile that they're not interested in being involved with anybody else's children, which if you're not, you need to say that so that a single parent says, I'm not going to waste my time dating you when you've already said you don't want to be a stepfather or stepmother. Is that the right word? I think so. Do you follow me? Let's just be clear. And then let's trust the universe is going to put us with the people we're supposed to be with. But you're going to end up losing your mind if you are out there with unclear intentions of your own or other people's. So that's three things. Here's here's how you do online dating without losing your mind. Quit the ghosting thing. Quit misrepresenting yourself. Quit being unclear with your intentions. Fourth, Quit writing a profile that is designed to appeal to the masses. A lot of people think, and I've said this before, well, I mean, so many people are going to read this. I want to write something just, you know, general and that has, you know, just says a little bit about me, the basics and general things that I am interested in and things that about myself Because I I want it to appeal to all these people who are out there. No, you don't. You don't want it to appeal to all these people out there. Your ego might. Your ego might want to get 100 responses a day. Okay? I get it. But you don't want to do that because then you're going to have to sift through all these people to find someone that you actually are compatible with. So if your profile is so general... 
and so basic, what you're going to find is you're going to, it's going to sound like you're compatible with thousands of people and you're not compatible with thousands of people. You are actually compatible with very few people. Very few. Enough. There's enough. There's someone out there that's compatible with you. But if you write this mass appeal general thing like, you know, the female profile, you know, oh, I like to go to the beach and I love to dance and have a glass of wine. All right. Who doesn't? Right. But people think since there's so many people reading this that I shouldn't get too personal. I I shouldn't be very specific. I shouldn't really reveal kind of what I have to offer and what I want to experience with someone. I, I shouldn't make my profile very personal because there's all these people I'm going to see it. In my mind, that's the exact wrong thing to do. You're going to get lots of responses and no one's going to match because you've just been so general. Who doesn't match with? Who doesn't like the beach? Who doesn't like the dance? Who doesn't like a glass of wine or a cocktail? I mean, right. Come on, right? So when you write your profile from the perspective of I want to just say some general things to to appeal to all these people, you're actually going to end up losing your mind because of it. Because you're going to have to deal with all this. And it's like, why did that person contact me? What in the world would make a person like that think that we would be a good connection? Well, it's because of the kind of profile you wrote. You weren't very specific. You weren't very personal. You weren't really expressing your heart and who you are and what you want to give in a relationship and what you want to receive and what phase of life you're in. And you, you weren't saying, you weren't, you weren't communicating from your heart. And so therefore, all kinds of people have responded to you. And now you got to deal with that, which will end up making you ghost people. So you're going to have to ghost people because you've created so many connections, you can't keep up with them. And now you're hurting people because they're reaching out to you and you're not even giving them the time of day to, to, to respond back to them. But it's your fault for putting out this general profile that people are reading and saying, wow, I think I might have a chance with this person because I have those things in common too. I, you know, I want a long-term relationship where you know we are supportive of each other and um, you know we, we both enjoy traveling. Boom, inbox is filled. And then you find out these people are from all walks of life and all different stages of life and have all different perspectives on religion or politics or anything else that might be important to you. But you didn't put any of that in there. And so there you go. There you go. Now you're swamped. And now you're going to ghost everybody. And then everyone's going to lose their mind and hate it. And then we're all, you know, (laughs) you follow me? I'm painting a pretty bleak picture. But am I right or wrong? Yeah. You know I'm right. Okay. So good. So you want to write a profile. Of course, you don't want to be too personal, right? Of course. But you want to write something from your heart. You, you, you really do want to write, write a profile where you describe, and it's not easy to do in a few sentences, but you want to describe, like, this is what I want to give to my partner. 
This is my gift and intimacy. This, this is why you should want to be with me. Because to be with me feels this way. That, that I bring this to a relationship. These are my gifts. This is what I want to give to my partner. And this is what I would love to receive. This, this is what I would love to experience with someone. This is the lifestyle that I would love to enjoy. You see, so you're, you're saying something more personal and specific. And so you might not get many responses. Ding, ding, ding. That's the point. You're only going to get responses from people that you might have something in common with. So you get less responses, but a higher quality. Right? You're, in a sense, you're thinning the herd. That's what I want you to do. You want to thin the herd. You don't want a big herd of people coming your way. Yes, your ego wants that. Oh my God, I get so many contacts. Everybody loves me. All right, fine. All right? But it's gonna, you're going to end up losing your mind with that. You want to thin the herd. <laughs> right? You'd rather have one contact per month. But it's a, it's a real possibility. Like it's a person, oh my God, I can't wait to meet this person because, man, we are resonating with each other just based upon our profiles. It's like, wow. See, now you go to a date and you feel like, wow. Instead of when you do this mass appeal thing, you're going to go to the date like, I don't know, the person sounded okay, but, you know, there's a few things in her profile that I didn't really like and eh, right? So now you go on the date and you kind of don't even want to be there, but it's better than doing nothing on a Friday night. Well, that's a great energy to bring, right? So can we get more personal in our profiles? Can we kind of discover who we are and what we give and what we want to experience and find a way to put that in the profile so that at least we give ourselves a chance of chasing away the people that won't be a good fit with us and speaking to the people who might be? Again, you'll never chase away all the people that don't resonate with you. Never. It's just not the way it is. But you can make the odds of the people you're connecting with be much higher that it could be a real possibility. In other words, you know the old saying, got to kiss some frogs before you meet your prince. You don't have to kiss a million frogs. But if you're writing a very mass appeal profile, yeah, you're going to end up kissing a bunch of damn frogs. Do you want to do that? Kind of yucky? Get warts on your lips? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? So, okay, I'll kiss a frog or two, but I want to find the prince or the princess, right? So you're always going to have some frogs online. But if you're getting a lot of them, that's because your profile is attracting them. You are creating your own frog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lastly, can we stop with setting up a first date with someone we met online and we have never met in person? Can we stop calling it a first date? It's not a date. Don't make it a date. You meet somebody online, you don't know if they're telling the truth about who they are. Even if their pictures are great, even if you FaceTimed them, even if you Zoomed with them, 
until you sit with a person face to face, you're not going to know whether or not you feel a connection. You really won't. But if you make it a date, hey, let's meet for dinner and drinks. Okay, now you're on the hook for a lot of time and potentially a lot of money. And you might know within five minutes, oh, geez, uh, I don't think so. I'm surprised. I mean, everything in their profile, their pictures, some of our initial communications were good. But now that I'm sitting here, I, I don't know what it is. I don't feel it. But you got to stay there for two, two and a half hours, and it might cost you 100 bucks. Don't do that to yourself. No matter, no matter how it's gone online, the rule you should have, I don't care if we've Zoomed 10 times. I don't care if we've FaceTimed 100 times. I don't care if we've been texting for a month. The first time you meet face-to-face is for 20 minutes, we're going to have a cup of coffee. That's it. 20 minutes, half an hour tops. That's all I got in my schedule. I can meet you Saturday afternoon at Starbucks for, for a half an hour. Really? We've been talking on Zoom for a month. It's just the way I do it. It's just the way I do it. If, if it doesn't work for you, I guess we won't meet. That's okay. I'll be sad, but I'll get over it. But you need to make the first time you meet a first meeting, not a first date. Does that make sense? Because if you make lots of first dates, you're going to lose your mind. Because you're, you're going out with people that you have some hope for, right? Because you're not having the mass appeal profile. You're not meeting everybody. You're being a bit more selective online. And so you're excited about this person. And then you meet them and, oh, they're, they're, there's that mysterious thing. It's missing. That's disappointing. If that happens a lot, you're going to lose your mind. So you don't want to go on a ton of dates and be disappointed. But if you do, you don't want it to last two and a half hours. And now you've wasted a whole night and a whole lot of money. Okay? So there you go. There's my rant on, you know, finding a mate without losing your mind. Okay? Can we stop with the ghosting business? Can we stop misrepresenting ourselves? Can we stop having unclear intentions? Can we stop writing profiles that appeal to the masses? And can we stop with the first date and make it a first meeting? Right? I think if you do these things, I don't know when or if you're going to meet someone, but I think you're going to have a more enjoyable experience. You're going to enjoy your life. You're going to enjoy dating. And isn't Isn't that important (laughs) to actually enjoy your life and enjoy the process? I hope it is. All right. Well, until next time, again, Happy New Year. And, um, you know, as always, I'm here to work on these things with you. I'm a coach. This is what I do. So if I'm resonating with you, if you want some help with these things, then just reach out to me, Roy at coachingwithroy.com and my cell phone number is 407-687-3387. Let me know how I can help you attract lasting love. Until next time, bye-bye.
You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.